This is Ben Rock, director of Alien Raiders, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Hey, I'm thinking outside the long box family. This is Doyle, and I'm here with Jason Lego. You guys called the Sewer Boys, or is that just for the book? Oh, the book. The book is called Sewer Boys. Okay. Um, we we are some filthy de- degenerates, but uh, we we go by Ink and Drink. Uh, long okay. Beach. Uh, yeah. So Jason Lego is with a uh, a collection of artists from Long Beach. Um, they're releasing a comic book here on Kickstarter, of uh, which you guys will have a chance to win through our podcast. I got several copies. That's called Sewer Boys. It's uh, their take on a Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story. But so far from what I've seen, it's a ton of different artwork, ton of cool looks. Uh, should be very interesting. So how you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. New digs, so everything's a little bit up in the air right now, but um, we're making it work. And uh, I'm stoked to talk to you tonight. Yeah, for sure. I got to, well, I didn't get to know this is my first time ever talking with him, but I guess got in contact with Jason through a friend of mine named Max through an artist group on Instagram. So that's where I saw his post, went and checked it out. And uh, yeah, just, I mean, personally, I love it when artists of any kind actually put themselves out there and take the time to like, you know, put their artwork on display. So I was going to be a supporter. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the project? Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Sewer Boys already fully funded, so you don't got to worry about uh, it not getting made or anything like that. But it's the world's first true comic book remix where we have like a like a DJ would skip on a record and kind of like play the same note over and over. We have different artists playing the same pages, redrawing and reinterpreting. So you get this weird mix where you get like a double page spread and then a double page spread and then a double page spread. And then it goes to the next page of story. And then you might get a couple more like interesting panels and new designs and it's all different artists. So the flow is a little different than what you'd expect from like a, a redrawing of a, of a classic story. What kind of brought this, uh, I guess this project to the forefront for you guys, like what made you guys all decide to draw? I, mean, I don't know how you guys were. You just hang out and draw together or if you guys like have tasks you set upon, but what, what was the <laughs> It's weird. Well, I'm sure as you know, uh, getting artists to do anything together is kind of like herding cats. But um, it's not we uh, we no no not at all. But uh, we do a weekly Discord meeting where we all kind of draw on like a big online board. Um, we just kind of talk, run over ideas, see where everybody's at, and we also do an in-person ink and drink once a month in Long oh, Beach. Nice. It's very fun, and uh, that's where a lot of the ideas come from. This is our second book as a group. We did, um, uh, it's called Endangered African Hornman and Juggy, which is a, a rhino and juggernaut riff, where it's an anthology of all these different artists kind of doing their own, like, four-page stories. Sure. But, yeah, Sewer Boys, we wanted to, like, take on a new, like, on an existing property, redraw it. So we decided Turtles, number one iconic classic and uh with the movie coming out it just made sense so that's kind of how it came to be and a lot of a lot of zoom meetings a lot of hours I a lot agree. of missed deadlines but we do a pop culture podcast where we, we talk about like stuff that's already created and that's a, a nightmare sometimes getting it organized and ready to go. So. 
<laughs> how many how many different artists were involved in this book? Look like this has 30, 30, 31 artists involved, yeah. including the pinups and all that. And it's going to be over a hundred pages of book. That's oh, great value. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you find yourself with a TMNT number one, you're getting thirty two pages. That's that's like yeah. a third of what we're bringing to the table. So, and a uh, third of the price too. I bet. Yeah. Oh, I mean, at this point, you're you're way beating them on the price mark. <laughs> What uh, if any? I, I don't. I don't know the laws or anything. I'm sure you guys looked into it, but um, is that why it's called Super? Like, are you not allowed to use the name like Turtles, or are you allowed to just use it and just roll with it? Or, I mean, we could probably get away with it if we wanted to, but I like the word. I mean, anyway. yeah, I we wanted it to be a little bit our own thing and maybe some plausible deniability, but uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's. Yes, yeah, it's a it's a ninja fight in New York in the eighties. But we, I'm, sure. I, I'm not exactly sure on it, it's parody. So yeah, yeah, I think it should be fine. I'm sure it's I'm with thirty people. I'm sure someone looked into it. If yeah. not, no, we we never we never knew. <laughs> it's never a problem. <laughs> I should have been using a pen name, but yeah, that's yeah. all good. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I don't think that I don't think they're coming after you at this point. I've, there's, I've seen there's been a dozen or more parodies that I've seen of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, so I'm sure it's fine. I was just always curious legality how it worked, but yeah, it's for another time. Um, so I, I was looking through your Instagram, just uh, you as an artist. Are you someone who does uh, the drawing and the inking side? I just saw more inking mostly on your Instagram. I don't know if that's just what you've posted recently or uh, yeah, that's kind of know you as an artist a little bit. That that's most of what I've been doing lately um i do do a lot i'm a bit of like i'm always trying to find something new and incorporate it into what i'm already doing so a lot of what i do is is like fine art paintings uh like acrylics and stuff like that but i've found like a very like strong love for inking lately and so i have been inking over other people but I still am like making a lot of time for my own stories, my own stuff. And we have a project coming. I can't announce it yet, but that's going to be fully inked and written by me, oh, written, nice. drawn, inked, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, maybe if you have time, once you can announce it, you could pop back on. That'd be awesome. Let our people know about it. That'd be awesome. We'll send you a couple copies. Yeah, sweet, sweet. I really think, uh, I don't know what I would call your, your inking style, but it, it has a really grungy, cool look that I was looking at, kind of uh, textured. Almost. Inking is like so weird because some people do it so like crisp and perfect, and in some people's it's like you can't tell what the hell's going on. And then you're kind of like it has a little bit of both going on, from what I could tell. It has that I can definitely see what's going on, but it also has different shades, different elements, like a grungy kind of look. So I highly recommend you guys check it out. It looks pretty cool to me. I'm not an inker, but it fascinates me because I know it's a pain in the ass. Oh. I transferred. <laughs> I transferred most I, of my artwork to digital, so like the the non digital stuff. I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? <laughs> That's awesome. I, I lose my mind trying to do digital because I'm like, it's too like it never looks right to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. I feel you. It's just, to me, it just became a practical thing. To where it was just like I can take an iPad everywhere. Oh, and totally. I'm never at home. So I'm like easels and crap everywhere. It's hard to do. But how long have you guys been working together? Like, I assume it's a group of friends at this point. If you guys have made up yeah. 
two books now together. So definitely it's, it's mostly friends, but it's kind of grown because of the online element um, into our discord, I think has like 150 people in it, Dang. but yeah, it's uh we've been, so ink and drink originally started, I want to say about a year before like COVID kind of became a thing. And then we started doing the online and that's, um, that's actually when I jumped into the group was uh, during COVID. It just, it came up through my algorithm of friends and I was like, Oh, check these guys out. And we became fast friends, comic books, you know, it's like, it's a language that's easy to connect on. And then once the in-person started up again, that's when we really started thinking about, okay, let's, let's make some of these projects like a reality. It's not, it's just, I don't know. It's just cool to see like a collective of people actually like putting stuff out. Um, oh definitely i'm i'm always like looking around on the internet trying to see like what other people are doing and like there's so many cool projects coming out it's it's a great time to be a comic book lover oh absolutely yeah there's i think i mean obviously like the heyday of like the really expensive books collecting maybe those are in the past but like as far as like the artwork the stories the uh indie influences the kind of whatever you want there's there's stories and artwork out there for you in the comic sphere. So it's a really good time to be a comic fan, in my opinion. At least I'm loving it. It's, I collect all kinds of stuff. But what, what are you reading right now that you're that you're really into? So what I just started reading that I'm pretty into, uh, I don't know if you saw DC released this. Uh, oh, God, now that we're talking about it, it's like about to mind blank me. Uh, oh, no. It's like a nightmare type of thing God, i have all these books right here somewhere is it uh is it called like night terrors or something yes. like that night terrors cool i so, saw the dustin wind covers yeah yeah so i just got all of that stuff in because i get my pull box in like once every two to three months because my local comic book store is not so local <laughs> it's a buddy <laughs> of mine's store so i get all of the stuff like mailed to me but yeah so i just started pouring into that it's been pretty sweet I'm going back through Saga of the Swamp Thing again. I don't know if it's something you've read before, but it's one of my favorite stories that I haven't read for quite a long time. And uh, also, this bad boy down here uh, by Barry Windsor Smith, Monsters. Just got about halfway through it. I don't know if it's picking up on your end or not. Oh, it's it's not, but I'm... It's a giant, freaking awesome book. Black and white as well. Uh, about just, like, human nature and how, like, we're all fucked up <laughs> some of the worst monsters come from humanity so I don't know, i'm always reading a bunch of them something to kill the children has been like i think the thing i've been reading since it came out it's probably the biggest the biggest title that i'm into right now but what about yourself you read local or you read uh, comics as they come out or i've been a little bit lacking on my uh on picking up what's been like coming out like uh regularly i've been looking more at like older stuff digging into like a lot of like heavy metals a shop by my ha- house has like bins of them so i just every time i'm in the shop i always pick up one or two for like a buck and those are good stuff. Cool stories back in the from back in the day oh those totally antho- those yeah. anthology mags all of them are cool i think so definitely those have been a lot of fun what else am i reading that's new blackula by rodney barnes and jason sean alexander yeah. That one's sick. There, that's the team behind uh, Philadelphia, which has been like one of my favorite books. Philadelphia um, is a great book. I yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, well, I fell off getting the copy somehow, so I got to figure that out. But oh, the sweet read! 
Oh, definitely. And now they got like I, I'm a couple issues behind, but I think they got like Spawn and Savage Dragons coming in now too. It's like whoa, it's getting crazy. Spawn is actually the uh, the reason why I'm a DC. Well, everyone seems to be a Marvel fan these days, but Spawn's the reason I'm a DC fan. It's because uh, when I first, which is that's a weird story, about my buddy gave me the first trade paperback of Spawn, right? The first like couple issues. And my mom found it. And like instantaneously, she was like, you are not reading this shit. So she took me to the comic store to get like different kind of comic books and talked to the guy. And he's like, you got to read Superboy. I'm like, this is very different. But <laughs> I still felt, I still have fallen in love with the characters. But yeah, it took, took quite a while before Spawn came back to me. <laughs> oh, man, that is so funny. That, yeah, that's that's super- an awesome story. I think she picked up that first issue, and it's like an ice cream man, like serial pedophile killer. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, it's for kids. It's not for kids, right? It's pretty hardcore. There's like a lot of like, it's pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, Spawn. The, the first thirty issues of Spawn are no no joke. But yeah, it's got. I I definitely can't say I'm in a caught up with Spawn because I think I probably a hundred issues or so before or backed up on that. Oh, where he started reading, but I don't. Yeah, that collection's huge. The only big comic book I I managed to stay from like issue one to the end that lasted a crazy long time was Walking Dead. And I oh, got right on. I just happened to get lucky on that book where I was like, I like zombies. I was there when the first issue came out, picked it up. It's like this badass, and uh, followed that book all the way through the end. So that was nice. Wow, that's so cool. I don't. I dude, I missed out on that one big time. I still kick myself for not picking that up when it was first coming out. I think I jumped yeah. on around 30 or so. That's still not bad, but yeah, I mean, it is always a kick in the pants. Look, to me, I like I like physical comics, even though I have some trades. I still just like having the comic books. So I, I always pisses me off when I'm like, this book's new and I missed it by like three months and now it's $1,000 for some reason. Invincible, oh, yeah. Dude. That happened to me with Invincible. Like, I didn't get into Invincible until like issue 100, and by that time, Issue number one was already like fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> like, it's like what the fuck? Right. Why is this like, I guess I'm. I guess I'm reading trades, <laughs> or shall not to do. So you said you can't mention that project that's coming up, but uh, are you doing the art thing like full time, or are you? Is it still like passion project, kind of paying the bills? It's still a passion project. I I um I guess my day job or whatever is I got to I work at a toy store. And, you know, just selling Funko Pops and Predators and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty fun. And I also do um, the more artistic side would be like um, technical writing, where it's like a lot of, you know, just trade manuals and that kind of thing. Um, and I hate that. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, but does not sound super fun. <laughs> First job. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. The toy store is a lot more fun. <laughs> I coordinate shipments of beef, so it's not like my job's nothing amazing. <laughs> it's all math and how much boxes weigh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, yeah. Send, yeah, send so, a box my way, man. I, I, I feel you. Go for some beef. <laughs> oh man, well, get it out of there at this point. <laughs> they don't even sell we, it to uh, us right now. Oh no, yeah. Day jobs are not too fun, but make it work, you know. Yeah, the art thing is great. I mean, it's like. I think, I mean, as you know, I'm art's been like a side thing for me for a long time where I haven't even like shared it until like fairly recently. And that's been honestly Max is prodding quite a bit. 
you know, it's like you got to cool. send stuff. But but yeah, you know, while you're trying to make how, it work, you got to actually work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that dude, that's the tough part too, like finding time and and all that oh, other. Dude, I, know I wanted to ask how did how did you kind of come to know Max and all that? Oh, uh, buying comic books. Oh, okay. <laughs> buying cool. comic books from Remy and then uh whatnot like they uh so right now we're talking about actually you guys have heard the because we did a podcast with them as well um with remy and max but whatnot is like a really cool platform for buying whatever in the collectibles world but there's also some people that are like "Eh, iffy that you don't like to buy from and some people that are just you know like max and remy that are just 100 percent above board with what they do like there's you know they're, they're just selling comic books but they're also really good people who are giving you like exactly what they say they're giving you and if you know if you're there you know like i don't know it's a community feeling it's like on their page like if you overpay for a book that's an auction style thing they give you free comic books of similar taste because they don't want you to get ripped off you know what i mean it's something that you're never going to get like at a store or like at ebay Plus, just some of the people in the community you get to talk to, chat to, just a cool thing. So, got to chat with Max Remy on freaking Instagram. She likes some of my artwork, so she's been pushing it. So, I've done a few Comic Cons and things like that. Sold art prints. Actually, I just sent them out like 10 different art prints for their upcoming show on Friday as giveaways. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. I'm going to have to tune in. Yeah, I'll try to win some of my artworks. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I'm happy to receive yours in the mails when uh, whenever the Kickstarter thing ends up happening. But it's Definitely. I saw that it was fully funded today. That was pretty sweet. Yes, yeah, we uh, we got it funded, so we got to make it now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be. I I think the goal is to have everything shipped within a month of the end of the Kickstarter. Because as soon as as soon as we get all the money cleared, we're hitting print. And then we just got to wait on the, the the printer to ship us the books. If you guys get it out within two months, you'll still be close to a year better than most Kickstarters I've signed up for. So. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking with Erwin uh, Papa, who's uh, a collaborator on this the other night on his Twitch stream. And, and we were just saying the same thing, man. How tough it is with some of these Kickstarters where you put your funding out there and, and they just never come to fruition. So yeah, we definitely don't, we did, we don't want to be that at all. Or you just forget about them. Like I signed up for one a long time ago called cosmic detective from Jeff Lemire and like Matt Kenton. It ended up being a really cool project. And it was all done. And the book's amazing, but it took so long to come out. I freaking forgot about it. Like it was like all going on like two years and every once in a while you'd get like an email and I'd be like, that's still coming. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day it showed up. I'm like, "What the hell?" Was, oh, but I forgot about this. So, I mean, if you guys are within the six month window, you're probably golden as far as Kickstarters oh. go. Awesome, awesome. We won't make you wait that long. So, so like as a well, first of all, again, I don't know if all of the artists involved are, but a lot of the artists involved also have a commission that you can tack right onto. It. So that's something we went ahead and did. We got like the retailer pack, and then. I forget who we got a commission from. So me and my buddies to do the podcast, but are you doing any of those yourself or is that uh, something you, you you stepped out of? I stepped out on that one. Um, I did opt for a extra pinup in the back. I'm doing a double page spread, which should be pretty cool, but just with moving and everything right now. Oh yeah. That's a lot. It's, I just don't have the time to, to really 
pour myself into a commission Dude, the way I, I would like to. I get it. Moving is the biggest nightmare of all. Yeah, it's been it's been a <laughs> tough couple of weeks. But but recently I moved from upstairs to downstairs, and that's been like a month long project. So I get it. Oh man, and just and that's in my same house. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost worse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's rearranging everything right you find start finding all this stuff like oh man i forgot i had this all right what do i want to do with it where where am i gonna put it i've been cutting back on a lot and i i got to trim down some of my books so that was cool they're not quite the impressive library behind you thank you i see uh, you. mouse back there that's probably one of my favorite graphic novels of all time oh yeah the classic. Far left. If, if you haven't read mouse it's and you like comics yeah, and graphic novels, you kind of got to. I think so. I think everybody should read it, no matter what. We actually uh, read it in college. I didn't oh. know about it till then. Uh, in my creative writing class, it was the first book we read. So it's that's, and that's, that's at CU Boulder. So, I mean, that's pretty, you know, that book definitely gets a, a lot of positive attention. So comics can breach that. There are definitely some comics out there that can breach that whole, uh, this isn't just like geek culture thing. Some of it's some pretty serious writing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not it's not just superheroes and capes and all that. Oh, definitely not. We've talked about it before, but I mean things like Sandman and like Mouse. Like, I mean, there's some like there's some other titles out there, but there's some comics out there that are some of the best writing. It's it's up there with any book I've read. You know what I mean? It just happens oh, to have absolutely. pictures with it. So which I think makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> Do you do any writing yourself or are you just uh, mostly on the art side? Um, no, I do some writing. I do some. I When I first started getting into art, I realized I couldn't draw when I first started drawing. So I figured I can write. And um, that's kind of while I was learning to draw, I was also writing. So I think that kind of has given me a bit of an advantage too when I'm sitting down to compose a story or like a, a spread. I can. I feel like I have the beats down, and the composition is a little easier to come to because I know, like, how to work the words and pictures together. Sure. No, that's definitely. I mean, that's something I've wondered how artists. I've never actually gotten to talk to like a you know a bigger team or anything, but how artists and writers work that together. Because to me, that seems like it would be incredibly difficult to just like you know how are you picking up? He, he's writing a story, but it's also condensed down to you know. I don't know what you call it, the action points of what would be a novel, because you only have so many space to put words in a comic, and then you have to draw those like same beats, or at least something that furthers the writing, and the writing has to further the art. So it's it doesn't seem like the easiest thing to do to me. No, I I think it'd be very difficult, especially like I feel like you just have to really gel with the person you're working with, because I, I I wouldn't want to step on anyone's toes or something, and it's like oh like well he said to draw this or. She said to include that, but I don't really think it flows. So it, it, I feel like that could be difficult to like parse out and figure out. Interpersonal communications, man, it's not my strong point, but you know. hey, it's I don't know if it's it's anybody's. It's not mine. <laughs> oh, I've been man. working on a. I've been working on a story on my book for just that, just as like a fun thing. I don't know if I'll even release it for like years, and so I. To me, anybody, anytime I see like something like you guys actually put something out, I'm like, that's so much work. (laughs) (laughs) That's mostly why I wanted to have you guys on, just to be like, how do you 
finishes. It's I got to put so much on the like I mentioned earlier, Irwin Papa. He has yeah. been the spearhead, the leader, the everything drum beater for this whole thing. He's putting in all the orders. He's setting up the Kickstarters, making the ads. So he really, really stepped up in a big way to make this project a reality. And uh, just let us artists, well, he's an artist, but he let the other artists really just yeah. be weird and crazy. So That's Juan on our podcast. He does all the technical stuff. I just like show up and draw things and watch stuff. That would be more. That's the best. I think I think it's because my job is so like technically driven, and my job's literally a seven day a week job. Like you get off like once every couple months. That it's so technically driven, everything has to be by like the exact time and the exact way, the exact place to meet everything. That once I check out of that mode, I'm like, do this, do that, whatever. (laughs) You should go back and finish that thing. No, I'll do this other thing. Three chapters in front of it. It's like there's no cohesion in my outside life. Yeah, those people are great. We need more. Definitely. We, we need more of them. Definitely. So I, mean, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Chad. Oh, Doyle. It was, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And again, for sure. Reach out, let us know when your next project's coming. We'd love to talk about it and hype it up and, you know, hopefully get into a few more people's hands. So cool. Yeah. Real quick. If anybody wants to check out ink and drink long beach, we are on discord. And that's where you can find all of our upcoming projects uh, like the Sewer Boys. So if you're an artist out there and you want to try your hand, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I'll have to hit up your guys' Discord. Check it out. Yeah, not from Long Beach, but... <laughs> that's all right. Colorado member. We're, we're worldwide, man. We uh, we got a guy in Scotland. Oh, nice. And do you have any, like, uh, your personal Instagrams, anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Uh, check me out at Joe on Instagram and TikTok. You can hit me up for commissions. I've got prints, T-shirts, the works. So, And like I said, guys, we'll have, I think, four copies of the Superboys that will be handed. will be given out throughout the show. I want to thanks again, man, and uh, have a great rest of your night. You as well, Doyle. Thank you. Bye. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! <laughs>